RadioInfluence.com. Welcome back to the Lawfather podcast. As always, we are here in Lawfather Studios, right within Lawfather headquarters. And as always, follow us on all of our social media, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet, go check out the Sue Your Girlfriend video that is on. Well, it's on both TikTok and Instagram, and it's, uh, it's got some interesting comments on there. Really got some people fired up. But uh, anyway, that's... Um, that's where we are with that. Make sure you check out all the shows on Radio Influence. Jason, who's in here with me, he has his MMA show. So if you are a big MMA fan, check that out. And check out my boy DJ Eakin on the DJ Eakin podcast. And uh, those of you who like to smoke weed, um, I don't know, Jason, is that appropriate? Those of you who like to smoke weed, uh, check out the Ian Beckles podcast. Is that partaking? Partake in cannabis, we're going to call it. Uh, check out the Ian Beckles podcast, and you can check Ian out on regular radio. I think he's the only one out of the four of us who are on regular radio. Um, anyway, let's uh, jump in here and talk about Deshaun Watson. Okay, and, and why should I be the one sitting here talking about Deshaun Watson? Well, uh, I've done criminal law. I do personal injury law, and I was an NFL agent for a few years, so really know a lot about the different processes now. I know the collective bargaining agreement has changed since I was an agent. Uh, the, the collective bargaining agreement changed in 2020. 2020 is when the pandemic happened and that's when I closed down shop uh, as an NFL agent really. Just didn't make a whole lot of sense um, for me, but that's not the, the purpose of today's show. So what we're gonna talk about is a lot of different aspects to this. And this one was a little bit different than the way discipline used to go in the NFL. And this was really the first time that the NFL and the NFL Players Association tried out this new method that that exists when really there's, uh, I guess, more or less an appeal on, on, the, um, on the discipline because the NFL wanted to suspend Deshaun Watson indefinitely, okay? Small problem with that, there's really no precedent for suspending an NFL player for sexual assault indefinitely. Uh, actually, there's not even really a precedent for a violent sexual, we'll call it a, a sexual battery. We'll get into a little bit the difference between the two. Um, a, a battery, there's actually a contact. Um, well, technically in sexual battery, there's, there's an intent to make contact. Really, it's a nuanced difference. Sexual battery, you're actually making penetration. Okay, that's more of the difference in a sexual assault. It's more of a um, touching, if you will. Okay, um, that's probably the, the neatest, cleanest way to to explain that. Okay, sexual battery is far worse um, in, in regular terms and in, in non legalese terms. Think about rape would be considered sexual battery. Okay, an attempted rape would kind of fall under the umbrella of sexual assault, but it would also be an attempt. So really trying to break this down into a, a much easier digestible term, but it's there's not really. Um, sexual battery, really, really, really bad. Sexual assault, not quite as bad. And apparently you can't say some of this on TikTok. I don't know if that's true or not. Um, but anyway, we're just using the real terms and the real legal terms and trying to break it down into what makes sense um, from from a real person perspective and take it out a little bit of this legalese because we're going to hear 
you know, many different aspects on this and, and on ESPN and in Sports Illustrated. And, you know, I like to make sure that, that we're talking about things in a very real perspective, right? In, in a really easily digestible, um, one thing I do with my clients is I try not to talk about things in legalese because quite frankly, most people don't understand what that means and it just is, you know, makes it a little bit easier. So anyway, what, let's let's look at a couple of the previous cases to, to deal with. We had Jameis Winston. He had been suspended six games. That got cut down to three. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, he had six games. That also got cut down. That got cut down to four. Those were the two that were most similar to Deshaun Watson. So that became kind of the precedent piece, right? Because in the collective bargaining agreement, which is what all of this is predicated on, and that's an agreement that was made between the NFL and the NFL Players Association that discussed uh, what it discusses everything. It discusses minimum salaries. It discusses injuries. It discusses benefits. And it also discusses discipline. And that's where we are with this. And that's why it is so heavily relied on. Now, six games becomes a little bit important because if it involved a violent act, okay, a, a violent act of sexual assault, which would most likely make it a, sec, a sexual battery, then it's a minimum, an absolute mandatory minimum that it is a six-game suspension. And there is precedent for that. There have been other violent actions that have had more games than six as a suspension, so that made sense. Uh, I believe the highest was eight, and it was a repeat offender, okay? So think about it like this. The NFL wanted to suspend Deshaun Watson. The NFL wanted to suspend Deshaun Watson indefinitely, meaning that there is no set amount of games. It could go on forever and ever and ever, and he had to, to apply for reinstatement, I believe it was reinstatement um, 12 months before he could actually be reinstated. So essentially what would have to happen is the NFL would have to say, you could come back and then you could apply for reinstatement and then a year later be allowed to come back in, okay? So that's what the NFL wanted. But as we see, there was no precedent for that. There was, and by precedent, I mean, there was not a time that that had happened before with such a severe penalty. And I'm not saying that what he did, I'm not minimizing anything that he did, okay? The whole thing is just, it's its odd, I guess. Um, it's weird in a, in a way. Um, I don't know. I, I just, I have questions. I, have, I probably have more questions than answers, right? Um, but at the same time, it's that old saying, when there's smoke, there's fire. Uh, yeah, there's like 30-some massage therapists that have come out and spoken against Deshaun Watson. So I'm going to go with that this isn't a one-off, and this wasn't an isolated incident, and, you know, maybe yes or no that this happened, right? 30 people saying it happened. I'm going to go with it probably happened, Okay, um, and I, I think the arbitrator for the NFL, it was, it's, uh, I think she's, I don't know if she's an active judge or a retired judge, um, but she at least was a judge at one time who was the arbitrator for this particular case because of this new collective bargaining agreement. If it's appealed, it goes to this, uh, to an arbitrator who makes a binding decision of which that binding decision can be appealed to. <laughs> We're right back in this circular pattern of Back to the commissioner, right? So if you don't like what the league does, you go to this arbitrator. And if you don't like what the arbitrator does, you are back to the league 
for for their discipline. Okay, and you know the NFLPA came out prior to this and saying they weren't going to uh, appeal the ruling because they wanted everybody to to believe in this new system. Or maybe it was because, well, if they appealed it, they would be right back to, I don't know, an indefinite suspension. Just saying, I call it crazy. But anyway, that's where, where that is. So, you know, let's look at, at some of these things. And here's, here's a couple of quotes, okay? So Mr. Watson is hereby suspended six regular season games without pay. Although this is the most significant punishment ever imposed on an NFL player for allegations of nonviolent sexual conduct, Mr. Watson's pattern of conduct is more egregious than any before reviewed by the NFL. Okay, so they use six as a baseline because, look, Roethlisberger's was six. Winston's was six. And yes, they just got cut down. But she's saying, hey, look, this was bad. Okay, but this is now the most significant one. And I I think it's tough because, you know, we want to sit here and go, hey, look, there was there's 30 women involved. There was 30 women who have come out and made allegations. Right. Only four. I believe 12 were Invest uh, interviewed by the NFL and four were actually part of their brief to the uh, to the arbitrator. Okay, so you know that's that's where we are. So we technically have four. So yes, there's 30 lawsuits out there, right? But for the purposes of this particular instance, we're all, we're dealing with four. Um, so I, I know you have to separate these things, right? And you can't go, yes, I know we have 30 allegations and I know we have 30 women involved. So that should mean a whole lot more. But we have to look at the evidence that has been admitted into this particular case. And in this particular case, it comes down to four. Now, what's going to become a gray area is what about all those others, right? What about, well, let's see, any new allegations? Hopefully this is it, right? But what if there's somebody that comes out of the woodwork? What happens then, right? My guess is it gets lumped within this and, and everybody goes, look, it's part of that same time frame that everything happened. Because, look, we got to put some rationale basis behind this and some common sense, right? And it was during this time period. It's not a new offense. It's an old offense. It's still bad, not minimizing it, but it falls under this umbrella of where we are with the six. Okay. And if we look at uh, another quote we have here from this ruling, recognizing that the only discipline mentioned in the CBA, the collective bargaining agreement, is a fine or suspension, I nevertheless believe it appropriate for Mr. Watson to limit his massage therapy to club-directed sessions and club-approved massage therapists for the duration of his career, and so impose this mandate as a condition of his reinstatement. Right? You look at that and go, well, you know, that's, that's odd, right? Why would you put that? Well... Because apparently he never actually sought out massages from any of the Houston. This is when he was with the Houston Texans. Okay, that he never really sought out massages through any of the team massage therapists. Okay, he went to. This is how he did it. All right. Um, not sure if this is a playbook or this is right to do, but anyway, he went on to Instagram and he would go on and he would message these massage therapists and really uh, would just. Find out their availability to come right over. And he maybe dropped a hint, maybe not really a hint. Hey, I'm an NFL quarterback. Okay, would you come massage? And, and to his credit, I suppose, seemingly that's how the arbitrator felt it was. He specified the areas that he wanted massaged. So, um, and, and it sounds weird, okay, the, the areas that he wanted, the glutes, abs, groin, and uh, I believe there's one other. Um, but 
actually they're all reasonable areas for an athlete, especially somebody who's a, a sprint type athlete to, to need massages, right? Um, those of you who know anything about anatomy, the, um, your hip flexors, which connect in your groin, they connect in your groin and, uh, I think they connect to your hamstrings, but I know they, Either way, they connect in your groin, right? And they get super tight, especially those guys who do a lot of sprint work and they need to get massaged out and stretched out. Well, guess what? It's kind of near, right? I mean, just think about it for a second. So at least he told them what they were getting into on some levels, not on all the levels, but at least on, on the outset. And, and, you know, that was one of the things that the arbitrator kind of touched on was that Watson really didn't hide the ball, no pun intended, um, I guess in many ways there, uh, as to what he was looking for, what locations he was looking for the massage to occur in, okay? Now, what happened outside of that was where it gets a little on the odd side, okay? Um, but, and, and the arbitrator did find that, yeah, you know what? Those areas being massaged for an athlete, not unreasonable, right? And, and I mean, it, it's not unreasonable. It's just not, okay? Um, and... Lastly, the last quote that I have here in regards to the ruling is that Mr. Watson is to have no adverse involvement with law enforcement and must not commit any additional violations of the policy, which leads me to believe that any old violations of the policy that occurred within this time frame, most likely, okay, um, will fall under this ruling and he won't see any additional suspension time. Now, he goes on Instagram tomorrow and finds a massage therapist and they come over and they do their thing. Um, yeah, that's a whole new thing, okay? And most likely a much more significant uh, suspension. And I believe it could potentially allow the Browns, yeah, the Browns, to void his contract, okay? So typically, bad acts in the NFL, okay? You have a contract with an NFL team. Typically, if you have some bad acts that you do, they can pull your signing bonus, they can void your contract, and you're left with no money, okay? That's the reality of how life can go in the NFL. But Deshaun Watson's contract was actually structured in a way that he makes less per game for the beginning part of his contract, so that way in his suspension, he loses less money because the time that he's suspended, he does not get paid, all right? But also, they acknowledge that these cases were out there and they existed, and therefore they cannot void the contract and not take a signing bonus away because of these particular things. He's going to lose somewhere in the neighborhood of about $350,000. Okay, it's somewhere in that vicinity. Um, we want to wrap this and, and put this uh, in comparison to a couple other things. Calvin Ridley suspended for, I believe, a year in a game, um, seven, 17 games. So, um, well, we have 17 games now, it turns out, in the NFL. So he's <laughs> suspended for a full year, okay, uh, for gambling, right? Gambling for, I for I guess, I don't want to say for good reason because that might minimize and might upset people, but um, gambling has always been something that was going to get you a severe penalty. 1919 White Sox, also known as the Black Sox, okay? Um, most of those players were suspended indefinitely, um, not allowed back. Think of uh, Shoeless Joe Jackson, that type. Here's another common one, Pete Rose. Pete Rose been, has been banned for life. He's been a model citizen for many, many, many years. Um, but he bet on baseball. Never against his team, but he bet on on his team. So, um, so that's 
that's what, what we see there. I do see a comment that says, wish the Browns would have fired Deshaun Watson. But just keep in mind, right? And, and I don't usually read out the comments as we're going through here. But the Browns actively went and I think they traded. They traded for him, right, Chase? Yeah. The Browns actively went and traded for Deshaun Watson. Well, all of these cases were pending. Well, the NFL investigation was pending. Well, there were dozens, right? Because, well, we're in the 30s for the amount of women. Well, there were dozens of civil lawsuits that had been filed against Deshaun Watson, okay? So, yeah, I don't see the Browns firing him or, or releasing him because they traded for him full well knowing all of this. So, I don't know. I can't imagine running a team and doing that. That's a, a really risky uh, proposition, in my mind at least. Um, so, anyway, back to it. Um, there are several things that Deshaun's camp did not dispute that, via the NFLPA uh, in in this arbitration, and you know that was hey that yes he did use Instagram. He never checked in on you know the the quality of the person, and by quality I mean uh, their quality of massages. Uh, whether or not they had been a massager, a massage therapist for a long time, or, you know, it, really, whether or not they were good at their job. That's where I'm going with that. He didn't really care, I guess. My guess is, and this is just a guess, that he was just looking at the Instagram pictures and going by with what he liked, and then would ask him to do a massage. Um, it wasn't just random people. It was massage therapists. But anyway, and he would say that, he wanted to include his low back, glutes, abs, and groin areas. And they all were willing to to come do that. And uh, this is kind of telling, though, I think. None of them wanted to come back. They were one and done. Okay? Um, so that's, that's what we have in terms of how we have the setup. Okay? Now, if you've never had a massage before, typically they put a towel around you. Right? Um, I don't know. I, I find it very awkward. So, um, but they, they put a towel around you and, no, it's a, no, excuse me, not a towel, a sheet. This is, we're going to see where the towel comes into play. Um, they put a sheet over you, right? And uh, it's to cover you. you. And, well, when these massage therapists got there, Deshaun Watson wanted to use a towel, not a sheet. Now, and I'm not talking a big bath towel. Right. Uh, those of you who have played sports or even uh, seen sports on TV, you know, those Gatorade towels, they're, I don't know, about about two feet long by about eight to 12 inches wide. OK, that's what he wanted to use to cover himself. And, you know, on some levels, I go, you as a massage therapist, you 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 continued on. Right. You said, OK, I'm going to continue doing this massage even though I may be uncomfortable with this, right? And I guess there may be some thought that, or some of them have said that they were concerned about their professional careers as massage therapists if they didn't do what Deshaun Watson wanted them to do. Let's keep in mind, Deshaun Watson is not the president of the United States. He's an NFL quarterback, right? He's not going to have any impact on any massage therapist's careers. It's like, what's he going to say, right? I mean, really, he's going to have to put himself in harm's way to destroy your career. So think about that for a second, right? I mean, he's going to have to say he was trying to do some really perverse stuff with you as a massage therapist, all while saying that, hey, uh, you know, you're not a good therapist. But anyway, um, so he, he used a towel. And I guess in using the towel, uh, things got rubbed up against the massage therapist and things happened. Okay. But 
and this is it, it's tough because you go with with the only and but uh, it, it was only a touching. Okay, we'll go with that. It was a, from all accounts, it seemingly was just a touching on the arms. That doesn't seem to have gone any further than that. That doesn't make it right. That doesn't make it better. I guess it makes it better than some of the alternatives. Okay, um, but. That's where it was. And, it, and let's look into, though, let, let's turn this to the legal side. Let's look at what the Sean Watson's biggest problem seemingly was, his lack of credibility, okay? Anytime you are a witness in anything, credibility is your number one thing. I don't mean just a witness. If, if you are um, a defendant in something and you are um, testifying, if you are a plaintiff and you're testifying, Credibility is the number one thing. And the problem that Deshaun Watson had in this arbitration was he was not credible, okay? And what the arbitrator found not credible was the lack of, of him categorically denying that anything happened, that any touching happened, that any erection happened, okay? The, the difficulty becomes, in his case, from a criminal standpoint, is... You have to prove intent. You have to prove that it was something more than just a mere accident that it happened, that he intended to cause harm, that he intended to take his body and touch that person, okay? Now, the problem becomes they're using their hands to massage him, right? And you have to flip over and move, and there's reaching that goes on. So really kind of a difficult thing to go, yeah, he intended to do that, right? But because he categorically denied anything whatsoever, it made him not credible because it would be entirely reasonable to go and say, yes, you know what? I, she reached and I moved and it happened. Yeah, it touched her. Sorry, right? Didn't mean to do it. That's different, right? That is entirely different and, and entirely plausible. And it makes you credible, especially if it's true. So keep that in mind. That's really one big thing to look at and consider here. Um, as we touch on the legal aspect of this, no criminal charges, right? So I think that comes a lot down to the intent. In order to have a criminal charge in something like this, they would have to prove the intent. And two grand juries in Texas declined to indict Deshaun Watson for this. And that's not because he's Deshaun Watson. It's because there wasn't enough evidence, okay? A grand jury indictment, it, the the lawyer speak of it goes that you can indict a ham sandwich. Okay, that's really about as easy as it is to get an indictment, and they were unable to. So I think that's very telling from the criminal side. From the civil side, the bar is much lower to prove anything. And smartly, he's resolved all but like one or two of the cases, and the Texans, I think, have resolved all but one case, and the Texans resolved their cases very, very quickly, because the reality is nobody wants any testimony in any of this coming out, and you know it's going to if it, if testimony happens. So right, wrong, or indifferent, do I think the Texans really um, really were responsible for his actions? No, not at all. Do I think the Texans really needed to pay out? Do I think they really had a responsibility to pay out? No, I don't, okay? Yes, he was an employee of the Houston Texans, but he was not I guess you could maybe draw a really strenuated line to that. He was doing it for the furtherance of the Houston Texans. It's a really strenuated line to get there. But that said, you want this to go away as quickly as possible. You make your payments, you get out. 
Okay, and that, and that look, that's just how the world works, right? Um, but he does have a couple. He himself individually has a couple going on still. And uh, my opinion, he needs to get rid of those as quickly as possible. Move on to football. Take that six-game six suspension, of which after week three, after they play in week three, so starting week four, he can practice with the team. So if we look at his actual penalty, he can practice with the team and play in preseason games. And then after the last preseason game, he is officially suspended. So he cannot attend practice. He cannot attend games one, two, and three. And starting in week four, he can practice. Weeks four, five, and six, he practices. In week seven, he practices in place. That's what it looks like, and that's what the timeline looks like there. So if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. Follow us there as well. You can check out the lives and uh, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast right here from Lawfather Studios. Lawfather out. Looking for studios in the Tampa Bay area to record your podcast? Radio Influence can help. With two studios on either side of the bay, Radio Influence has you covered. Engineered and produced by longtime radio professionals, achieve the excellence in podcasting that you and your listeners deserve. For more information or to schedule studio time, email us at contact at radioinfluence.com. Radio Influence, the future is now.